Here we are. I what? It, it should Hello friends, and welcome back to Mixology, the podcast where we discuss, discover and dissect mono and stereo differences on classic albums from the 60s. And today, we're returning to the Mummers and the Puppers with their second LP, commonly referred to as the Mummers and the Puppers, but was actually originally called Cass, John, Michelle, Denny. But the label on the record often just said the Mummers and the Puppers twice, so who knows which is the correct one really, as the spine says the other title, but I'll be referring to it as the Mummers and the Puppers, as this is the one that's generally referred to today. And, of course, we don't want people to not find the episode. Of course, the album was originally designed to be titled Crash on Scream on Awful Down, but that whole escapade is a story for another day. And instead, we'll just be looking at the mono and stereo mix differences on the original Dunhill releases. Of course, the UK edition of the album, unfortunately, unlike the debut, is a fold down of the stereo. So if you have a UK mono, you don't have the dedicated mono mix. But I saw her again on the UK RCA 45 is the correct mono mix. So nice little tidbit there. Anyway, moving to the album itself. Of course, it was released on 12th of September 1966 and contains 12 wonderful cuts. And this is actually my favourite Mamas and Papas LP, as it's got just a fantastic selection of songs that are mostly originals that really celebrate what make the group so good. And naturally, I'm really excited to dig into it today. Before we start, of course, I want to give a huge shout out to all my patrons, whose support really does help keep the show going. If you're just listening on the regular Mixology feed, you're probably wondering where last week, well, last fortnight's episode was, and we did a patron-exclusive episode, as requested by my patrons, looking at the quadraphonic mix of Bridge Over Troubled Water by Simon and Garfunkel and comparing it with the original stereo mix. Well, the stereo mix compared with the mono mixes found in the 45s has also been done over there on Mixology on 45. If this is something you're interested in, hell on over and check it out at any tier you fancy. And of course, Mixology on 45 is available from the student tier upwards. And of course, you can find that over at patreon.com forward slash back to mono. And I'll put a link to that down in the show notes as well. Of course, as always, any support is hugely appreciated at any tier. So please, if you can do so, head on over there. But anyway, we'll kick straight in with the opening track and one of my favourites here, No Salt on Her Tail. And this is where we kind of discover the overall mixing choices for this album. Now for the intro, the echo on the backing track is stereo in, well, stereo, but it appears to be to a greater extent on the organ, which gains somewhat of a stereo image as a result, making me wonder if it's on a separate but equally centrally panned track, but treated to more echo. We'll hear the intro in mono, and then again in stereo. And again in stereo. Once the vocals enter, with the lead vocals left and backing vocals panned 
right. Well, generally speaking, it's Papa's one side, Mama's the other, but not consistently. We'll see a lot here that works debatably well. The echo, especially on the lead vocals, seems greater in mono by comparison, though. We'll start in the stereo and move into mono. Into mono. Next is Trip, Stumble and Fall, and generally speaking, outside the general stereo effects in stereo, things feel close enough between the two not to note anything dramatic, but the tambourine present in stereo is absent in the mono at a couple of the post-chorus sections, which means it's likely mixed out there intentionally, as well as the outro. This is clear at 26 seconds, 1 minute 30 and 2 minutes 14. We'll hear the 1 minute 30 moment in stereo and then again in mono. Then we'll move the mix back to stereo for an overall mix comparison, then halfway through the outro, back to mono to show the tambourine dropping out. So as we said, we'll start with the stereo. You're gonna stumble and fall. And again in mono. You're gonna stumble and fall. takes a curious turn with track 3, Dancing Bear, and while the intro has the usual stereofication, the acoustic guitar comes in a hair later in the mono mix. If you count at, I guess, a rough tempo from the note that hits first in the section I fade up, you'll notice you can get further in the mono before the acoustic guitar first note after that hits. Mono first, then again in stereo. Again in stereo. Overall, for the main body, I feel the backing track, Pando to the right in stereo, has a little more volume and heft in mono, while losing a little drive in the stereo. We'll start with the mono and move to stereo. I'd rather be the gypsy who's camped at the edge of stereo the one who has the dancing bear that follows him around 
The fading transition between the body and the flute outro at 3 minutes 22 is vastly different between mixes, with the mono fading the band down far later and more abruptly, while the stereo starts early, approaches it in a more gradual fashion, and then allows the flutes to become the only part earlier. We'll hear it in mono first, and then again in stereo. Again in stereo. Up next is Single Words of Love, which was issued after the lead single for the subsequent album was not a huge success, and because of this it was treated to a unique single mix. But we'll first be looking at the mono LP and stereo LP mixes to cover these off. Worthy of note is that on the UK version of the LP, this was moved up to track 2 on the album and everything else moved down, but unfortunately just uses a fold of the stereo LP mix as we've noted. Anyway, for the two LP mixes, I will say that to me, Cass and the piano sound more out front in the stereo mix, though certainly neither mix is shy on her inclusion. Mono into stereo. Into stereo. If you you hear at 38 seconds are very well disguised in the mono, but in the stereo they become all too clear once you realise they are there. Let's hear it in stereo, and again in mono, and again in mono. In the second half of the bridge, this essentially pan instrument sounds not dissimilar to a kazoo that enters in the stereo, but is absent in the mono. Let's hear that whole section. Mono, then again in stereo. And again in stereo. As we said, we're treated to an extra special single only mix here which beefed up the production with the addition of horns, extra backing vocals, well, somewhat, and just an overall louder mix. Just take a listen to the opening of the track in the LP mono mix, then again in the 45 mono mix. The single is brighter, the piano is more in your face, and everything is just compressed right out. LP, and then again in the single. Again in the single. Again in the 
Let's then fade it out from 25 seconds, where the horns and mixing are very evident. First in the LP mix, then again in the single mix, through to 55 seconds. section from 1 minute 03 is also mixed very differently, with the LP starting with a solo before bringing out the backing vocals, while the 45 drops the solo instrument and kicks right in with the backing vocals. Again, whole thing in the LP mix, then again in the 45. in the 45. And finally, let's hear the final anymore with the <laughs> with the loud held horns here in the LP mix, then again in the 45. Anymore. And again in the 45. Anymore, anymore. Of course, it is worth noting that there are many other instances of horns throughout the track, but I just wanted to highlight the main sections there. But with that out of the way, we'll move on to the next track, My Heart Stood Still. And this short number is generally the same between both mixes, with the differences only really being textural. That said, both offer up their own takes on the vocals, with the panned vocals of the stereo working, but missing the astute blend of the mono. Mono into stereo. Closing outside one is the slightly rave up cover of Dancing in the Street. And similarly, this is very similar, with only the clarity in the stereo mix being the main difference here. We'll start in mono and move to stereo. All we need is music. 
stereo. It doesn't matter what you wear, just as long as you are Side 2 opens up with a punch with I Saw Her Again, and mix-wise the mono easily trumps for the louder lead vocals relative to the backing track. Yes, it lacks a little of the stereo's punch, but I would say that it allows it to work better as a pop song. Some of the vocal exchanges too just don't feel right panned in stereo. Mono, into stereo. I saw her again. difference comes at 1 minute 38, where the mono edits out the whole section from But What Can I Do through the instrumental break and to the subsequent What Can I Do, where the strings enter at 2 minutes and 5 seconds in stereo. This was likely done as the track was the lead single for the LP and thus when it was mixed into mono for that, they just reused said mono mix. Overall I think the edit actually suits it really well, and not having heard the stereo mix for ages, like after hearing the mono initially, I was shocked when I first heard it. We'll hear the whole section in stereo and then we'll hear the edit point in mono. things out the mono gets a far longer fade of over 10 seconds we'll start with the stereo and move into mono mono A very curious track, Strange Young Girls, comes up next. And during the intro in stereo, the echoed out guitar part pans from side to side, with a pop crackle each time it does this. Naturally, the mono lacks this crackle. This is present throughout the rest of the track, but it's most evident here. We'll hear the intro in stereo, and then again in mono. (laughs) 
again in mono. As for the main body, this mysterious track suits the vibe of the mono mix to a T in my opinion, but there's some cool panning tricks in stereo that work incredibly well. A good example is the bongo track that enters from 1 minute 23, which moves around in the stereo field, but gets a little lost in the mono. We'll hear a chunk in stereo, then again in mono. Again in mono. minutes 27 when the vocals are brought back in the mama vocals in the right channel fade up suddenly and late which sounds quite jarring in mono this is a lot smoother especially as the mamas seem lower in the mix here but it's possible they also enter with the papa's vocals but due to the mix it's incredibly hard to tell stereo then again in mono and again in mono up next is one of my favourites, and the start of more of a rocking trilogy here is I Can't Wait. It's another mix where the basic sound is the same between the two, with the balance feeling pretty even thanks to the mono backing track and panned vocals. Mono into stereo. I can't wait. then move into Even If I Could, and overall we have the same feel with a couple of differences in balance in the outro. We'll compare the main body first, mono into stereo. Into stereo. At 2 minutes 15, the Deck the Halls of Bows of Holly line panned over to the right in stereo is more mixed in in mono and becomes far more disguised as it probably should be. 
We'll hear this in stereo and then again in mono. And again in mono. And at the end of the tail, there's a cough and a little mama chatter only in the stereo. Stereo, and again in mono. And again in mono. Our last proper song on the LP is That Kind of Girl. And right off the bat, after the kick intro, there's a killer fuzz line under the vocals that's completely absent in the stereo until 45 seconds. Something that seems to be done throughout the track during every other verse slash chorus. It's like they drop it out and bring it back in, but I think it works better keeping it in throughout the whole track. On top of this, the track appears to mainly have a single track of vocals that gets panned left and right in stereo, leading some very clunky panning moves to some very audible jumps throughout the track. There's one later on where the echo suddenly moves from one side to the other, but we're going to highlight the one at 29 seconds when it moves from left to right as a bit of one vocal line moves and it's very jarring. We'll hear that first verse slash chorus in stereo, then again in mono. Again in mono. As for the fade, the mono has a cooler, longer fade, starting and finishing earlier, but the stereo has a shorter fade that ends a little later but descends into echo curiously. We'll hear the whole fade in mono, then again in stereo. And again, in stereo. And to close out the album, we have the little ditty, Once Was a Time I Thought. And overall, it's pretty negligible indifference. But overall, the mono just makes more sense for a small number like this. We'll hear it in mono and move into stereo. Once was a time I thought that love could be sold or bought and everything fell in place for me. The fashion of passion had rationed with caution because of the notion the potion of passion had never been passed to me.
into stereo. But since it was sunny and sunny, I went for a stroll. But peanuts and pigeons and people put me in a hole. A blessing refreshing in you did unfold. Dispelling, depressing, distressing salt from my soul. And with that, we finished our look at this great little LP from the Mamas and the Papas. Self-titled, to put it succinctly, either way you pick it up, I suppose. I absolutely love this album. There's some killer tracks throughout here. Up-tempo ones, down-tempo ones, a couple of interesting covers, and overall I think it's the group at their peak. And the turbulence within the group, especially the relationship between Michelle and John, is something that serves to create some really spiteful tracks especially in the second half but at the same time they really bring out some exciting moves that may be slightly problematic but at the same time when you put them in the context of the relationship it's allowable and certainly really interesting and just great pop music or rock music I suppose I would love to know what your favourite Mums and Papas LP is though. Certainly, I think the group never reached this peak again. Their next LP is a bit patchy and the last one swerves off a little bit and is a bit light. And the first one is certainly good, but I think the amount of originals here outweighs it. Either way, I've loved looking at this album and I hope you've enjoyed it too. And overall, I'll say that I will stick with the mono, but the stereo certainly isn't a slouch. Just having a few tracks that just lacks the overall blend of the mono, which I think with vocals like this really works. But of course, if you want to let me know your opinions on it, email me at backtomonoradio at gmail.com or hit me up over on Instagram at hypnoticfred. Links to both, including the Patreon as well as I said, are down in the description. With that said though, I've planned ahead with my next episode and I'm going to kick into working on another patron requested album and one that I have had requested a few times and that is The Who Sell Out which features very distinct mono and stereo mixes including a couple of very unique single mixes or takes as well so look forward to that and if you want to have a say in future episodes of the show head on over to the Patreon as I said but all that out of the way though the only thing left to say is thank you so, so much for listening. And remember, whoever you are and wherever you are, have a great, great day. I never really finished that song, you know? I started writing it years ago, you know? Just years ago. I worked on that song for a couple of years. Never was happy with the ending of it, you know? It's too bad. <laughs>